You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Live from the Charlotte Auto Fair, it's time for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. And good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Tunnel Richard and Tom Cox are live on the air. And uh, they're both going to be, or Tom's already there at the uh, Charlotte, North Carolina Auto Fair. And uh, welcome, Tom. And uh, Richard, if you're back. You're back. Okay, Richard made it through a tunnel in the snow. So it's snowing where Richard is in uh, North Carolina. And uh, Tom, you're not getting any. Are you getting any snow in Charlotte? No, 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 no snow. Just all the smoke that Richard's blowing my way. <laughs> snow, none. Okay, well, it's all yours. Thank you. So here we are, uh, live at Charlotte Auto Fair, and uh, it's sunny. It's uh, some would say it's brisk. It's uh, actually cold <laughs> um i'm bundled up i got like a shirt a sweatshirt and a jacket on but it's good because there are cars here and uh been here for a couple of days and i've uh, been inside the uh flea market swap meet inside the uh racetrack and uh it, it's it's been a blast and then uh richard is in route he's, he's like literally driving through the snow yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Western North Carolina on Interstate 40, driving through the beautiful Smoky Mountains, and the tops of the mountains are covered in snow. They had eight inches last night, and uh, yeah, what a perfect time to be calling into the radio show as you're going through the twisties of the Smokies. But hey, you know, I only need one hand to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like I, I, was, I was talking, it's like, oh, gosh, you know, I looked at the weather, and it's like, well, you know, it's going to snow overnight, you know, and then Richard's driving through here, but then I'm like, yeah, he's from New York. <laughs> he's going to make it, no problem. No um, problem. <laughs> so so several things going on down here, and, and today, uh, for those people who were are listening live, Everything has already started to ramp up. The cars are coming into the show field. Uh, today is the uh, AACA Spring, uh, Southeastern Spring Nationals, and we're expecting 250 cars, roughly, and we're going to have, it's going to run the gamut. Uh, everything from, uh, I think it's a 1909 uh, Thomas Flyer, all the way up to Cadillac Alantes and Olds Omegas and so on and so forth. So everything in between. So there's something that's going to be here that will pique the interest of anyone. And the cars out here today, you'll have within the ACA, you've got several different categories. And I'll take the moment here to explain something. You know, a lot of people think of AACA and, and many of the other car clubs as, you know, oh, gosh, my car is not worthy. It's not worthy. I, I drive it to the grocery store. It's, it's dirty under the hood. 
uh, you know, and feel like they can't participate and that, you know, those of us who do participate, we have these pristine examples of automotive history that we cart around in trailers and hermetically sealed bags. It's not true, folks. It's not true. Um, with NAACA, we have three distinct classes. We have the judged class, which is where cars are judged competitively uh, based upon the accuracy and condition of their restoration and workmanship. And then you have what is called the historic preservation of original features class. AACA was the first club to really recognize the importance of preserving original cars because the original cars are what is used for the template to get accurate restorations. I mean, yes, sometimes you can find blueprints and things of that nature, but nothing is like an untouched original car that's just as it came from the factory when you're wanting to go back and use a reference point and say, hey, you know, how do I restore my uh, 1958 Vauxhall? Well, if you find an original one, You'll know exactly how it goes together, exactly where the factory markings were, you know, where they didn't paint, where they did paint, all of those things. So historic preservation of original features class, and that that class is not judged per se. It's what we call an evaluated class. So we have a team of well-educated judges who go out and evaluate these original cars to make sure that they have the original paint, to make sure that they have all the original components and in original condition, and that they've not been restored, that they are in as-is condition as they left, literally, as they left the factory. And then once you're um, approved for HPOF, then you continue to to show. But uh, it's sort of the good housekeeping stamp of approval for original cars. Then we have the driver participation class. And if it, Richard was driving his Triumph down here today, we would be sticking him in the driver participation class. And the driver participation class is just exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's an opportunity for those who love to participate in the hobby, love their cars, they drive their cars, but they're not going to, you know, clean the engine to the point where you can eat off of it. You know, it's going to be a, a nice car without a lot of rust holes and things of that nature, but it's not not a restoration and not a restore not a preserved car either. Perhaps one that's been repainted. Um, you know, we've talked before, Richard, about you know different levels of restoration and uh, DPC. You can have whatever level of restoration you want to put in there. And, uh, you know, you could have even an older restoration decide to put it in driver participation class. So those are going to be the categories we're going to be looking at out here, and we're going to have everything from the early 1900s on up to uh, just 25 years ago, 1997 um, this year. So, hmm. Well, first of all, I am highly insulted. Oh, no. Eat off. Oh, yes. You could eat off my Triumph engine. How? Oh yeah, yeah. It's better. Pristine. It's better than the Duesenbergs and Bugattis at Pebble Beach. It's perfect. Have you started? Have you started it yet? Yeah, I started it not too long ago. And it, 
And it, had, it didn't catch on fire? Okay. I was thinking, oh, if I was going to eat... If I was going to eat off of it, I would think in it's your triumph, and I was going to eat off of it, I'd be thinking barbecue. No, there's not even a speck of oil on it. <laughs> I mean, it's a well-deserved. It's a triumph. Come on. It's not like, you know, a Hudson or a Nash. It's a triumph. Come on. <laughs> yes, yes. A car deserving of extra special attention. Cleanliness yeah, but it needs and it. detail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the other aspect of what's going on out here, and again, I'll say the, the show cars are going to be out there on the field from 10 to 3. So if you're out here in the Charlotte area and you're within driving distance, come on down. But you don't want to get here after 3 o'clock because there won't be anybody here. But now you've, you'll be able to go inside and go to the swap meet. And inside the swap meet, there's a myriad of stuff. I mean, you can buy everything from... From tires, trailer tie downs, you know what? And Richard can go there and buy cheap tools. There's even some cheap tools in there, Richard. I, th- I scouted yeah. them out for you. I know there's, there's, uh, haven't been to Auto Fair in a few years, but last time I was there, there was definitely a few tents of people selling those, uh, cheap tools made in Mongolia. So, uh, you know, you could get a full sock socket set for seventy five cents. So use it once, you throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can find any anything and everything in there. Uh, car care products. You can find uh, paint, body uh, shop materials, everything you ever wanted, and it's there um, from A to Z. Yeah, I mean but, basically auto fair. Is Charlotte Auto Fair is the Hershey of the South, if you think about it. It, you know, has everything. It is. Um, you know, the only other show that probably comes close that's uh, in the South, well, and it's really you know, way on South, and uh, in David's territory, old stomping grounds, but, uh, and that would be the Pate Swap Meet down in Texas. Um, pretty good size, pretty good yep. size uh, swap meet and show. Um <clears throat> so, I don't know about you, Richard, but I think all of us, I mean, I've been going to swap meets. This is my, and I and I want to preface this by saying I, I came as a child, okay, as a child, folks. But I, I this is my 31st year coming to the Charlotte Auto Fair. So I've spent quite a bit of time uh, walking the fields and uh, picking up parts and Digging for the unknown, and uh, actually, you know, made, bought some cars, bought parts. And I know Richard, you've been to a bunch, you know. And then there was uh, what, what was the name of that? Uh, what was it? English Town that used to be up your way. Yeah, they had the three in a row. It was English Town, Carlisle, and then Hershey. <laughs> they were right. always were back to back. And oh my God, I've been going to English Town since it was the late seventies, mid to late seventies. And I started going to Paul Island, Hershey, around 82. And I've uh, been to Charlotte Auto Fair several times. And, uh, you know, I, I, I never got out to Ohio to Springfield or Iola, Pate. Uh, never did those. Uh, Dunkirk. You know, just just uh, so much time and so much money to go around. But there's some interesting swap meets all over the country. So uh, if, if you haven't been to any, you really should make an effort and go. You'll have a good time. You'd be surprised, but you may find. Yeah, there's a great uh, – and that, there's a 
you know, and there's some specialized swap meets too. And I'm, I'm somebody's going to smack me uh, when I'm finished here, but I can't recall the name Chickasaw. Um, Chickasaw out in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Oh, out Oklahoma, especially for brass era and you know, sort of pre-model A um, era vehicles. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's going to be one coming up that's sort of similar. It's just smaller um, in Luray, Virginia, just right up the street from me, uh, about an hour and a half. I've been there, probably try to go there again. Um, and they, you know, a lot of Model T and brass era stuff there too. Um, you can look, look that up and, and check it out. But, uh, I think we all kind of have our own, um, experiences with swap meets. I find a lot of different stuff at swap meets, A to Z. Everything from cheap tools to snap-on tools, everything from Volkswagens, old signs, yes, <laughs> old signs, Book, old magazines. cans, yep, magazines, yes, even crankshaft magazines. Yeah, automobile quarterlies. I mean, they're all over the place. You know, uh, gee, there's just so much stuff you find at swap meets. You just never know. Uh, a few years ago at Hershey, we found a, a kitchen clock that my mother had like 50 years ago, and we bought it for her. And when we gave it to her, she goes, what do I want this crap for? I threw it out. <laughs> okay, let's go to a break. You just never know. Yeah, you just never know what you find. <laughs> up against the break. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Well, when, when, when last we left, 
Richard was talking about buying cheap tools at swap meets. Tell us more, Richard. Yes. You know, every now and then you'll come across a guy selling uh, used tools. And I've scored at Hershey and Carlisle uh, old snap-on tools and original craftsman tools from years ago when they were made in America. And, you know, you can pick them up for literally 10 cents on the dollar. So you you just got to do that scavenger hunt. You know, you see those old milk crates on the floor. You go through them because you never know what you find. And years ago, if I found a broken Craftsman screwdriver, I would buy it anyway. And I would bring it to Sears, and they replaced it for free. So I got a lot of free screwdrivers by buying broken ones. So <laughs> you just never know what you may find at a, at a swap meet. Free is good. Is good. Uh, yes. So, several things that I would, you know, in terms of swap swap meat tips. One, carry cash because yes. you know the old thing. Cash talks absolutely applies when you're in the swap meet. You're probably not going to necessarily get the greatest deal on the first day of the swap meet, but by the time you get into the second day of the swap meet or towards your half a halfway point, you know, your bargaining power increases with every hour that whatever it is is sitting there and it's not sold. Um, you know, and the one thing I would caution people too, you you should have a reasonable idea of what you think a good deal is going to be on something, whatever it may be. If it's not priced, then you know you really don't have an idea. You just ask, and you know they'll tell you. I, I remember one time I uh, actually had a swap meet out in Indiana, and I was looking for a. A Griffin mascot for a 33 Terraplane that I had, and so I kept. Which uh, Terraplane, of course, was a Hudson. Yeah, so that's a shocker. But I, I'm out there looking and we're walking along, and I see a guy that has some mascots, and he had a Griffin. So I walked over, I asked him what he was asking for it. Like, I want $750 for it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, um. I guess you'll be consider... taking it home. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know. That <laughs> yeah. was my, my first thought. It took me a moment to regain my composure. And then I asked him, I was like, so what, what is your best, what's your bottom line on that? And apparently it wasn't the proper approach for this guy. So he started yelling and screaming at me. Like, what do you expect? When was the last time you saw a 33 Hudson Griffin, I mean, a terraplane Griffin hood ornament of any sort? If anything, it's underpriced. You know, and he just went off. Uh, so it, it wasn't, wasn't a very pleasant experience at all. But so continue along to the next time I was at a, a swap meet up in Pennsylvania um, it was a small swap meet walked in and there was a 33 Griffin sitting there on the table and I ended up getting it for 125 bucks so score. if you have yeah that was a score you know if but, you have some idea of the value then you've got 
more bargaining power. You know, and there is a, a thing called swap meet etiquette. Let's say, you know, you come across a certain badge for your car. Let's just say an Alfa Romeo badge, and the guy wants $80 for it. And then you bargain down to 40 bucks, And he finally says yes, because it's Sunday afternoon. And then you take out a $100 bill. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things you don't do. <laughs> you should have different, you know, bills in different pockets. So, you know, if it's 40 bucks, you know, in this pocket, you got 220 So it's kind of insulting to take out a $100 bill after you, uh, you know, uh, yeah, bargain down. Yeah, so, you know, there is some, some etiquette. Uh, so, but like you said, cash is king. Uh, but if you could get away with it, why not? Uh, Sunday afternoons are always the best time but you get the best deals because let's face it they don't want to pack up everything they want to get rid of stuff that's why they're there but of course on the first day of the swap meet is when you find some of the rarer stuff before it gets sold so you know it's one of those things do I buy it now or buy it later and take the chance that it'll be there well I know one time I was at Hershey about four or five years ago and I had a 1920 Buick touring car. And I, the gas tank, there was nothing left of it. Um, the car was pretty good. And why the gas tank was so much worse than the rest of the car, I have no idea. But it was just totally shot. Wouldn't have even really made a, a decent pattern. Um, so anyhow, I go into the field and I'm looking. I run across a... 1920 Buick gas tank after not too much time. And I asked the guy how much it was. Just the tank, no cap, no uh, gauge, no nothing. It was $450. I thought, well, you know, $450. I asked him, I said, you know, are you flexible on that? He said, no. I'm like, okay, let me think about it. So I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking well you know how much is it going to cost me to get one fabricated and then I'm walking along and then about two hours later I'm on the other side of the Hershey field and I'm looking and there's another 1920 Buick gas tank this one's got the cap it's got the fuel gauge on it and I asked the fellow I said so how much do you want for your tank and he's like, if you can use it, $35. How's that sound? <laughs> so, Whoa. Oh, yeah. I went, went from $450 to $35. Bucks. So, and I mean, you got the cap. And I got the fuel gauge. Both yeah, of which wow. were, were, were worth, you know, another couple hundred dollars, really. So, you know, in, in the end, I, I mean, I really, really, really made out. And that was just simply by not having a knee-jerk reaction and buying the first thing that I saw. The, the flip side of that is, you know, sometimes if you see it and you don't buy it, it goes away quickly. I don't know how many times I've been standing at a vendor space I'm thinking about buying something, and I'm literally standing there, 
thinking about it, and someone buys it right in front of me. In fact, this happened to me, I don't know, four, or five, six times in a row when I was out at the swap, various swap meets. And, you know, it was everything from a, a hub puller um, to uh, an antique radio. Um, just every time I was, like, within two feet and somebody bought it bought it from me because I didn't act quickly enough. So finally, I got set up. I uh, was looking at a 63 Cadillac Coupe, and I... It was late in the evening. The guy had left. He wasn't there with the car anymore. And it was a decent price. I, he had a phone number on the uh, windshield. I called the phone number, said, you know, I'm really wanting to look at your Cadillac. He said, well, meet me at 7 o'clock. And I said, great. So there I am getting ready to pull up in the parking lot where the cars are at. I pull in. And I see this other guy is getting out of his truck, and he's walking over to the Cadillac. And before I could get over there, he's talking to the guy. And he gets in with the keys, and I'm thinking to myself, uh-uh, this is not going to happen to me again. So I walked over to the owner, and he's talking to the other guy. And I just tapped him on the shoulder, and he said, I'll be with you in a minute. I tapped him on the shoulder again, and he turned around, and I said, I'll take the car. And he was like, oh, Okay. And he turned around, he told the other guy, I'm sorry, the car is sold. That guy, he took the keys and threw them across the parking lot. So, yeah, some really crazy. Wow. Yes. Threw the keys across the parking lot. And then then did a burnout leaving the parking lot where the car corral was. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. But, you know, I don't want people to get the impression that all all bad stuff happens at these swap meets. I'll tell you, there have been so many instances where I've gotten into discussions with people, and it never hurts to talk to people. And once you get into a discussion of what you're working on, I've had so many people who have given me parts and said, you know what, I think you could probably use this. And you try to go to pay them, and they're like, no, 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 no. You know, I, I, the thought that it's going to help somebody or the thought that somebody's going to put it to good use is all I want. And they feel so good about it. And so it, it's been a, you know, just a blessing um, to be a part of this hobby because so many people are nice. 98% of the people in this hobby are wonderful folks. The other 2%, <laughs> they're really bad, I'll tell you. <laughs> they just are. But 98%, man, everybody is wonderful. And I've, I've had so many people do so many nice things for me over the years. Um, yeah, me too. And, you know, sometimes you pay it back. Recently, when I moved to Tennessee, I just there was no more room with the U-Haul. So I gave away a uh, Spitfire bonnet for Spitfire Mark II. It was in perfect condition, zero rust. And I gave away a, a 1,300cc engine. I gave away a perfect transmission. And, you know, it all went to good use because the people really needed it. They didn't have a lot of money. So, uh, you know, sometimes you just pass it along. And uh, it makes you feel good that you're helping other people out with parts that they need. So uh, it all comes back to you. Calm is good. So uh, let's go to break. You know, we got to do things like that. Uh, pay, paying it forward is, is is a good thing, and I and I've done that too. And in fact, with cars, I've bought cars, and I've had them on the back burner, 
And someone has approached me and asked me a couple of times, you know, gosh, I'd really like to have that car. And my response to them is, you know, are you going to get to it quicker than I am? And and they said yes. And I'm like, you know what? It's yours. And I sell it to them for what I've got in it. Okay, let's right. take a break. Exactly. You know. Break time. We're off on a break. We'll be when back. it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening and now back to the classic car show on america's web radio with tom cox and richard lentinello One time we were talking and we could. Hello? And we're back to Tom and Richard that they weren't listening, I guess. But now they're listening and it's all your show. Welcome back. So, you know, talking about parts, talking about buying stuff, uh, talking about paying it forward, lots of good stuff. The other thing that is always available at most swap meets and that's the car corral and you really it's a great opportunity to find some great project cars or great restored cars um, particularly at, at the at the large swap meets uh, Hershey Charlotte and others where literally there are hundreds of cars they are offered for sale but you've got to be careful because you know the temptation to buy a car on site you get excited you don't have oftentimes now at Hershey it's different you know you generally you've got and Charlotte too for that matter most of the time the people have 
you know, several days that they're going to be showing the car there. And your temptation to buy is there. You don't really get the opportunity to sleep on it as much. And the, the temptation is real when it's there. You've got to be really careful. I, I know going to Carlisle several times, they had their uh, car corral or cars for sale up there. You could smell the paint. Hadn't even dried on some of the cars. <laughs> Isn't you that walk the truth? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was painted the night before, and you just smell all the chemicals evaporating off the fresh paint. Yeah, it's amazing. You're right. <laughs> and that's a warning sign. You know, that is a big warning sign. You know, if you can walk up around the car and you smell fresh paint, chances are there's probably some Bondo hiding under there and, you know, whatever else. So buyer beware when you're buying at a swap meet. But you can get some great deals. Um, at Hershey a couple of years ago, I uh, was walking through the car corral and saw a 66 Cadillac Fleetwood. Gray, black interior, just an awesome car uh, with the uh, real walnut um, in the in the doors and, and just beautiful, perfect car um, from Maine, perfect condition. Uh, made a heck of a deal with the guy, but you know I hadn't anticipated buying the car. Fortunately, I was able to get a hold of the person I usually do my banking with, and I was able to get money wired. Uh, to this guy's account fast enough so that, you know, he went ahead and, and sold the car to me. The thing of it is, if you're going to buy a car or you think you might buy a car at a swap meet, several things. A, check it over, check it over, check it over, and then check it over again. And if you have friends with you, have them check it over because they're going to be more objective than you are. But the other part of it is, you know, Figure out how you're going to pay for it because the worst thing you can do is get there, find the car of your dreams, and then not be able to pay for it. And then somebody else comes up and walks away with the prize rather than you taking it home. Um, so it's, I almost got caught short there. I wouldn't have got that car if I hadn't been doing business with the same banker for 20 years. And uh, I, I called her at home. <laughs> in order to get it taken care of, but you know, I was I was I was lucky. But and well, interesting you know, thing about that car. Go, go ahead. Yes, you know, sometimes you know, uh, and this happened to my brother, where they'll take a hundred dollar deposit if you talk to them long enough, and they see that you're genuine and sincere, and you really want this car, and you want to take care of it and restore it and whatnot. Uh, you know, a hundred dollar deposit, and then once you get home, you can wire them the money and have a trailer swing by and pick up the car so you know that does happen so uh you know uh there are other options Ab absolutely well and the other thing to consider too it's i, I recently uh bought uh, two cars at auction out in auburn indiana and I, I hadn't thought about it before. You know, typically I would take a trailer or I would buy something and I would end up driving it back. Um, both of these cars uh, needed to be transported, a couple of Pierce Arrows. And what I didn't realize and hadn't thought about was the fact that I had a choice. I could have 
paid sales tax on the car in Auburn, Indiana. They were sold there. Or if I have the cars transported home by an ICC licensed carrier, then I can pay Virginia state sales tax on those cars, which was several percentage points less than what the sales tax was in Indiana. So if I had taken those cars myself, the way the laws are written, if I'd taken those cars myself, I would have had to pay Indiana state sales tax on them. But by using a carrier, ICC licensed carrier, I was able to pay the Virginia state sales tax on it, and it paid for well over half of the transport cost to get it back to Virginia. So it's a lot of interesting little things like that that, you know, most people, you know, don't think about. And I have been, as long as I've been doing this, I never really stopped to think about that. But you can bet moving forward, I'll always pay attention to it because that really, I ended up spending maybe $200 to get both of those cars transported uh, by a professional transport company from Auburn, Indiana back to Virginia. So pays to know these things. Yeah, you got to yeah. do your homework, talk to other people who have done it, and uh, then you make your own decisions. Yep. I agree. Um, so we were talking about um, our pick of the week, and we've got a little twist on pick of the week this week, and it's probably the worst pick of the week. And walking through the uh, <laughs> walk, walking through the show field out there today, uh, not the show field, but the uh, swap meet out there earlier today on my way over to the show field, there was a 49 Lincoln 9EL, which is the baby Lincoln, as it's called. There was the Lincoln Cosmopolitan. And then there was the, the regular Lincoln or the 9EL, which is uh, really based on the Mercury. Uh, you know, there's a lot of body panels shared with the same Mercury, you know, with the 49 Mercury as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of Lincoln owners were unhappy with the fact that, you know, a lot of that was uh, Mercury. But uh, anyway, great cars, popular cars. You don't see many of them. And there's this coupe. And it has been just ridiculously hacked up, yanked off of its frame, and dropped onto the chassis of a 1984 Grand Marquis. Oh, no. Wiring. I'm dying. I'm dying here. This is awful. Uh, That (laughs) that person should be hanged. (laughs) It is a travesty. And it is a beautiful Lincoln like that. I love those cars. You know, they have a very distinctive style. And that's what you do to it? You couldn't do that to a tempo? I mean, what's wrong with yeah. people? I don't get it. No, it's a beautiful, beautiful car. They have those, you know, the, the headlights are actually Frenched. And the, and the taillights as well, which is sort of unusual. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure there are other cars that production cars that had French headlights and taillights. I just don't remember any right off the top of my head. But uh, the, 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 to add insult to injury, 
they're asking eighty nine hundred dollars for this atrocity too. So it, to take it's, it away, uh, giving you eighty nine hundred to take it away. <laughs> it is it is probably the worst the worst car the worst modified worst modified job I've I've ever laid my eyes on. You know the the wiring is looks like a rat's nest in there. It's it's awful. So I we, I'll be posting pictures later. Um, I'm going to make sure uh, Richard and I are going to make sure we post a lot of pictures from uh, the auto fair up on the Facebook page um, so that you guys can uh, get a good look at this. But uh, yeah, I mean, what a travesty. Now, on the other hand, I also ran across, <clears throat> pardon me, a uh, 79 Civic wagon. When was the last time? When was the last time you saw a '79 Honda Civic wagon uh, that wasn't? I mean, even saw one, but then saw one that wasn't rusty. Yeah, no rust. No car. Yeah, it's a great car. No rust. Beautiful interior. It needs carpets. It's only showing. I think it was fifty-four thousand miles on the odometer. Four-speed with air conditioning. I mean, it's just a great car. How much? How much? How much? $6,900 or best offer, and you wouldn't be ashamed to take it to a show. Wow. you probably get it for five grand, I bet. If you get, if you had, like we were talking earlier, cash is king. If you had five right. five grand in your back pocket, you'd probably walk away with that car, which would be a, a heck of a deal. Um, yeah, they're just more popular. Them. No. And, and there was a steady stream of people looking at the car. Oh, my gosh, I haven't seen one. Oh, I can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just a really, really great car. Um, there was another, uh, it's about a 64 or 65 uh, Volkswagen bus that was used as a handyman uh, truck from out in uh, Texas. And it no rust just has all that patina it's still got all the lettering on the side of it from the company that the guy had um and uh it was a little bit a little bit pricier it was uh, right around 20 grand uh but just so cool i mean just, just the perfect amount of patina and everything we'll, we'll post that up there too and uh let you take a look at that another really great car uh that was out there is a a 39 uh Cadillac sedan, you know, V8 car, but all original, uh, had 40 some thousand miles on it. Beautiful interior, all original paint, everything, including the chrome, um, all original. Original paint. All wow, original. Those are beautiful dashboards with beautiful gauges. They really do. Yeah. Wow. It's a great, How much? great looking car. 22. Twenty-two thousand wow. dollars. You know, that's an excellent deal. Excellent Did you offer him ten grand like you usually do? No, no, I, I, I didn't want him to, you know, attack me <laughs> and run me over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never I, know. He might take it. <laughs> he might take it. Yeah, you might take me out too. Um, <laughs> at at twenty-two grand, I'd be. You know, it's a little more pricier than our normal pick of the week. But, uh, you know, where are you going to get a car that's considered to be a, a full classic and 
right. you know, that has all, all that space, all original. Yeah. It, you couldn't call. restore one. You can't restore one for six times that amount. So it's no that car you, know, you could buy and enter the HPOF class at Hershey and walk away with an award. You know, detail it, polish it, and you're set to go. Okay, guys, we're going to interrupt and take a break. And want to remind everybody, uh, when you call J.C. Taylor, be sure that you tell them that you heard it on America's Web Radio Classic Car Show. And we want to thank all of our listeners, by the way, even those that aren't in the United States, those that are down in down under in Australia and the U.K. We have quite a few of them, and we appreciate the world listening to the classic car show we'll be back right after this call jc taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve you'll receive agreed value coverage giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected jc taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Listen to new shows every week on americaswebradio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall President Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Welcome back. So, so we're Tom, here at... Uh, tell us, yes. Tell us, what kind of, uh, tell us what kind of cars are in the uh, AACA show at Charlotte. Uh, I won't get there till about 11, 30, 12 o'clock today, but I'm real curious because there's always a great selection of restored automobiles. So what are some of the highlights? So um, out there on the field today, you've got a, I mean, let's start down at the older, older stuff. How about a night? Let's start with something really good. How about a 1916 Stutz Bearcat Speedster for starters? Oh, nice. <laughs> And moving up from there, or actually back from there, got a 1914 Simplex touring car, a 1911 Thomas Flyer that, uh, oh gosh, I mean, you gotta keep your distance from this car because if you didn't, you'd be drooling all over it. It is just absolutely 
outstanding. I I told somebody earlier today that I I'd be fine with that car in my living room. That's how much I yeah. like that car. I a mean, work it of just art. looks great. Yeah, oh, it is. Nineteen twelve Cadillac Torpedo Touring, uh, which is a really uh, unusual, beautiful car. Uh, that's owned by uh, uh, past pres- AACA president uh, Jim Jim Elliott. I mean, he really goes to great lengths um, to make sure those cars are done exacting in their restoration. And it's just a beautiful car. Nineteen ten Brush Delivery Car is another really rare car. Uh, delivery. What kind of body yep. is that? Yep, enclosed, um, sort of like a pie wagon, I guess, in a way. Um, ah, but uh, interesting. just a neat car. We've got motorcycles too. Um, 70 Honda CB750. You've got a 66 BSA out there. Um, and, uh, one that I've not heard of. It's a 1972 Yankee. I've never heard of a 1972 Yankee motorcycle, but uh, no, it's, yeah, 60, 69 Honda Z50, which I I didn't, mine wasn't a 69, but but I had a QA50, and then I had a Trail 70. So those things are really popular. In fact, um, I'll post a picture um, on the Facebook page. Uh, there was a guy out here that's all he does is restore those little trail bikes, and he must have had a row of 15 of these things that were restored. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, let's see, newer stuff. A 1950 Crosley Hot Shot, which, uh, you know, it's interesting. The Crosley was the first American car to use uh, disc brakes. And, yeah, uh, Airhorn. Yeah, aircraft yeah. break. Yep. Yeah. Nineteen thirty nine uh-huh. they did that. Yeah. Oh, nineteen forty nine Fiat five hundred sedan, which is a, a really unusual car. Oh, I think we don't Vicente, see those though. every day. What's that? Yeah, it's a cinquecento. Yeah. And uh here's <laughs> another one. The the nineteen fifty three Eshelman microcar convertible. So the Eshelman almost looks like something you would have found at the local amusement park when you were a kid. It's a little tiny, tiny, tiny car, but they were street legal. Uh, they did everything necessary in order to uh, get street legal status um, and be driven on the road. I don't know that I'd want to be driving on the road in a Eshelman, but uh, they're they're still really really cool. Another Crosley, a '39, which the pre-war Crosleys are fairly rare. Um, you don't, really don't see them very often. Uh, 1921 Milburn Electric. Uh, Any '61 Pontiac bubble tops? No, well, you know, I think no actually, tops? I love bubble. Well, tops. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me look. I'm looking. I'm looking out here. Trying to look down to the other end of the field. Those are my favorite GM and designs. I absolutely love them. I'm trying to see here. Corvairs? Any Corvairs? Give, give me a second. Give me, give me, give, give, give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute. Give me a minute. So there's, well, there's, I will say that I'm right at the trucks now, and there's a, a bunch of trucks. 
um, 48 Ford uh, F3, uh, 58 Chevy, 56 F100. It's got a bunch of trucks. 70 C10 sitting over there. And then, uh, oh, wait a minute, a 59 Triumph. You'd be happy. It must 57 be a Austin Healy. Yeah, and uh, there's a 62, be a 62 Alpha. Um, and a 68 uh, uh, Spitfire Mark Three. Ah, that's what I have. Uh, ah. Uh, I yeah, there you go. I, yeah, maybe I could hotwire it and take it home. The guy <laughs> <can look> at. <laughs> well, uh, and one you'd really, really, really like is, you know, you just don't see very often. And over here is a 69 ISO Ber- Berlinetta. Um, unusual car, beautiful car. Yeah, um, yep. Oh, here you go. Here's one that'll warm your heart. Sitting over here is an 81 Fiat uh, X19 Bertone. Oy vey. I can't even get in those cars. They're so small. You got to be yeah. miniature Italian. You can't be a tall Sicilian. You just can't fit in them. No way. Well, 57 Cadillac convertible over there. Uh, let's see. 65. Nice. Yeah, 65 Comic Caliente that. convertible. Oh, yeah, they're nice great, too. great cars. The, yep. Uh, yep. the Riviera. Oh, what year? Malibu. I love 65. The Riviera is actually the, you know, the Riviera, and this is one that people either love or hate, um, and it's the 69. The 69 Riviera. I have always liked those cars. A lot of people are just like, ah, they don't warm up to them, but I I really like the 69, particularly love the front end treatment on them. They're just really great looking cars. It's very muscular look to it. It's tough looking car. Really tough, it is. especially in black. Yep. Yep. Good choice. Type of car you'd meet in a dark, foggy alley, you know? And and, and just You know, I gotta admit like, for a guy from for a guy from Virginia, you have pretty good taste in cars. Well guy from Virginia. You, you can know, really Well yeah, you know I'm very impressed. Very impressed. You know, I'm, I'm if you're impressed, I'm happy. Oh, here's another one. You know, I almost bought one of these. Um, dealer had it and he had had it for four years and couldn't sell it. And I tried to make a deal with the guy on it and he, he just wouldn't deal with me. But, uh, an 85 Mercur XR4TI. Wow. With the, with the, with the double wing in the back. Exactly. Um, yeah. I try, tried to buy that car. That guy ended up, he, he had the car for three more years after I offered to buy it. And uh, he ended up having to send it through an auction and wholesale it out. Should have sold it to me. Right. Huh. Interesting car. Yeah, you know, we've got some uh, good-looking Corvettes out here, too. Uh, there's a couple of 69s, a 70. Looks like a 73 uh, a over there. Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff. Help people uh, come out. You know, and... And isn't it free if they just go to the AACA show without going into Auto Fair? Yes, that's a good point to make. So if you're coming down here today, um, you'll want to stay on the outside. If you come up to the main entrance to the uh, speedway, 
that stoplight there, you want to go straight. And you, um, there's a parking area over to the side. You'll want to walk over here to the, you're facing the speedway from the parking area. You look to your right, you'll see a big white tent. And right in front of that big white tent along the road is where the show field is. And there is no charge whatsoever for, for entry. Now, if you decide you want to go into the swap meet, um, there is an admission fee for that. Uh, the speedway charges for you to go inside. But the uh, AACA region has covered the costs so that it is free. Like every AACA national event, it's free to the general public absolutely free and that's just to promote make sure that we promote the hobby it's actually in our bylaws beautiful what a bunch of nice guys fantastic yeah you know nice folks um trying to see you know there was a particular car that i was looking for i thought was going to be here okay 30 seconds to end the show well, I'm going to tell you, we 30 seconds out, and we appreciate you guys checking in with us, putting up with us, listening to us. We're not perfect. We're just, we're just enthusiasts, just like you, and we really appreciate you listening. Our ratings have been improving thanks to you consistently, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. And uh, I'm fortunate to have have Richard share time with me here. I look forward to seeing Richard here at the auto fair here in a few minutes. He gets here. Um, if you're here, you see us. We'll be on the show field. So stop by and say hi. And uh, get a yeah, card. Come on and over and buy us a beer. <laughs> yeah. Or two. And a hot dog. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a... You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.